Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, Dr. LaFanya Jones-Hines, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapist. What we will be is informative, down to earth, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up your volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to session 89. There's P in the C. Today's mood music comes from Lisa Stansfield, Been Around the World. And I, yeah, yeah, I, I can't find my baby. <laughs> <laughs> we did not plan that. Okay, y'all, y'all like that transition? Yeah. <laughs> y'all, so this topic is so interesting. <laughs> and the title, as you can see, there's P and the C. As we always say, before we get married, we say that, you know, there's no good men out there. Those no, there's no good women out there. Mm-hmm. And we, there's t- plenty of fish in the sea. There's, oh God, there's pl- and it don't feel like it when you're single. It it's does not pee and crap in the sea. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about today is the small selections that's out there. Mm-hmm. So as big as DFW is, what are you interested in that you have not been able to find here? Well, since I'm the only single one and I know y'all gonna have to go back to prior, mm-hmm. you know, before marriage for me, it's a lack of integrity mm-hmm. in the dating pool. It's a lot of, what you going to give me, what you bring into the table, instead of like genuinely getting to know each other and finding out, okay, are you a cool person? Are you nice? Are you kind? It's more like these agendas. Mm. So I don't even get to know anything about the person. It's mm. a, it's an almost immediate turnoff. I like that agenda. That agenda. <laughs> I, I like that. that that's important. Yeah. If mm-hmm. anything, I hear that a lot from clientele mm-hmm. that they feel like that. Like yeah. there's always something you're trying to get from me out of me mm-hmm. um, that it doesn't feel like we're really trying to connect with one another. Yeah. And I know I'm different mm-hmm. based off of like my book knowledge and based off of the work that I have done internally to, to be a good person. I don't want to say good person to be a healthy person. I know that certain men that date me or are attempting to date me are thinking, oh, I'm like every other woman or every other black woman versus Mm -hmm. like, I really don't want nothing from you. I'm really trying to see if you're a good candidate for me and if I'm a good candidate for you. That makes sense. Yeah, I think one of the other things that I've heard from clients is the lack of conversation. Girl, yeah. that part there. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like they, they'll, you know, if they're dating online, they'll say, you know, hey, how you doing? How was your day? And then ghost. Right. Or it's silence. And if they try to uh, provoke a conversation, it's, they ghost them. It's like nothing else. Like that's all mm-hmm. you wanted to know is, hey, how you doing? See, yeah. them, them bots be out there crazy. Uh-huh. 
But I hear that more from men than women that they end up interacting with a lot of bots. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, because when I met my hu- my husband and I, for all of you who don't know, my husband and I met online, mm-hmm. and we probably went back and forth conversation in conversation for about maybe a week or two. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, um, so are you going to ask me for my number? Because I'm not going to be on here long. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and, I'm trying to get home yes, or get off. Right. Yes. <laughs> and he said, Oh, he said, so you're not a bot. He was like, I didn't ask you because I wasn't sure if you were a bot because he, that yeah. had happened, had happened mm-hmm. to him previously. Mm-hmm. So that makes yeah. sense. I'm trying to think as well, while we were kind of talking about, what I may have missed or something that I wanted to do or mm-hmm. experience in DFW that I have not been able to. Um, So I will say that DFW doesn't have as w- a much of a wealth of culture mm. as maybe okay. like a Houston does. Mm-hmm. Um, DFW is very Dallas is one way Arlington is one way mm-hmm. and Fort Worth is, is one way. Yeah. Um, so there's not, if you like, you know, that down home Southern slow, then Fort Worth is going to be your best bet, mm-hmm. you know, but if you like a slightly faster moving mm-hmm. kind of pace, then Dallas will be a little bit more your speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Arlington is a mix of the two, a slight mix of the two, but, you know, there's not as many activities mm-hmm. going on in DFW as there are, like I said, in like Houston or yeah. Austin. Like there's always a festival. There's always some yeah. something going on. Dallas is a showboat. Mm. You know, DFW is all about the image of doing something versus the experience of doing something. So it mm-hmm. creates at times very shallow interactions with people. Yeah. See, that's what I was getting ready to say. I, I don't get the feel of authenticity here yeah that because when i first moved here like you it was like you had to be dressed up to go to your mailbox (laughs) and your mailbox is right there by your door yeah Yeah. (laughs) i had a memory Mm pop-up of when we went to the speed dating Mm -hmm. and we talked mad junk about that about Mm -hmm. we went me dr jones Trish, my bestie, and it was one more person. And I, I believe. think Shay, I think, was the other person. We went to this speed dating event, and this is right before, actually, right before you met your boo thing. <laughs> and um, we didn't even get to speed date. Uh-uh. We were there for like two hours. Mm-hmm. It was poorly managed. Ugh. It was just a bad experience, and I just remember looking around. And thinking these people are so shallow. Like, yes, the older men came up to us. One was trying to steal Dr. Jones. I'm saying Dr. Jones because she wasn't married then. Mm-hmm. Dr. Jones. Yes. <laughs> and we were like, if yes. you don't get off of her, I'll punch you. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> we kept telling it, sir, we, we, good. we good. Yes. We straight. We, yeah. And he kept trying. He looked like a pimp. He kept he trying. Did. He, he had the long suit coat on. With the hat. Oh, Dolomite. Mm. I said, you know they didn't frisk me, right? <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm like, not saying nothing, but you know they didn't frisk me, right? <laughs> it was like, sir, please, please, but we're not speed dating with you. We're not. Uh, it was just, Dr. Wild, didn't you leave a... Um, 
I did. Um, okay. You left a comment on mm-hmm. their post because we, it wasn't that it wasn't happening. The actual speed dating was happening, but because they had so many women and not enough men, we had to go in like groups. but the groups never happened they just kept rotating the same what maybe 20 people yeah 20 women it was 20 guys so that's a good turnout considering you know a lot of times men don't come to those events right but it was just the same people and i was like are these people y'all know are these people that have the visual that you want because Mm -hmm. you know dr jones and i you know we're looking like two professional women right we're not super sexy in this moment because it was i think we had something right before this and we were transitioning to this event and then our friends that were with us they're chocolate women Mm -hmm. and they're professionals and they're professionals so was it that we weren't dressed sexy enough was it that Mm -hmm. two of us were the chocolate women because you know how people do Mm -hmm. when you are darker complected woman and they i felt like we all looked good but yeah nothing Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's crazy except i do remember y'all want. having this experience though mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah I, all these details i didn't remember but yeah yeah so i imagine that people you know this is not something that is exclusive to dfw no you oh, know yeah. this is something that if you live anywhere we're gonna talk about u.s culture because that's where <laughs> we live mm-hmm. um especially in a metropolitan area that this is a struggle that people mm-hmm. have a hard time connecting with others that are like them, that like similar things that are being authentic, that are um, actually interested in the thing that they say they're interested in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Out here lying. Yeah. You know, we talked before about having masks and people, you know, putting on a representative before they actually reveal the real versions of themselves Mm so we all know that we're doing that in the beginning Mm -hmm. to some extent but you know certain areas i do get a feel like that extends a little bit longer Mm -hmm. than the average yeah and it makes it it makes it very difficult and uncomfortable to want to get out and date because Mm -hmm. again my clients who are single it's it's almost like it's almost like they've given up like mm-hmm. yeah no i i've heard a lot of i want to date but i don't even go outside and the, the <laughs> online the online dating thing is just like oh god this is such a joke it's gotten to the point where i've actually told my clients hey, don't don't take it so serious mm-hmm. just when you are online dating it's it's a date and it don't look at it like this is my husband or this is yeah. my wife it, just look at it mm-hmm. this is a date I'm just going out to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can get to that though. That's true. Because like we said earlier, <laughs> it doesn't go past. Hey, how you doing? How was your day? Mm-hmm. It's a struggle. It really is. I know there are other issues, you know, with dating, like not being able to find your preferences that you um, are looking for in a significant other, not feeling like you're their type. I think that's my biggest thing. I don't think I am the type for Dallas Fort Worth. Mm. men why do you say that i think they're in my experience here they are looking for either a woman that's super what they call ratchet like these are their exact words super ratchet and 
you know, bothering them, making them feel secure because I'm I'm all up under them. First of all, y'all know that ain't my personality in the mm. first place. Mm-hmm. Or they want this 1920s version of a woman that is only cooking, only barefoot and pregnant. First of all, my eggs froze, so we got to do a whole bunch of things before I can be pregnant, <laughs> you know? So uh, it's just a very, it's either this really antiquated view of what relationships should be without them thinking about what it needs to be, or it is a poverty mentality. Mm. And I'm not fit to deal with that. You know, we yeah. talked a little bit about that in the last session uh, on a different topic, but I think DFW just may not have the quality or caliber of man that I want. And the individuals that I have dated in DFW are not from DFW. Mm-hmm. they've yeah, been from louisiana they've been from california they've been from new york like they tennessee like they've been f- from other places do you guys think that that has something to do with um i don't know how to phrase this other than saying being cultured so mm. sometimes people live in an area because i've met i've been living in dfw mm-hmm. almost 20 years now yeah um that people don't leave their area that they're mm-hmm. from. Like I've met people that have literally <laughs> never left DFW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they've never even been to Austin or Houston. So they just stay mm-hmm. in their small community. Well, DFW is not a small community, but you know, their there are area. lots of people that don't leave where they're from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think that some of that has to do with not experiencing culture? So not going in, visiting other, and this doesn't mean other countries, but because mm-hmm. the U.S., I mean, each state could be a little mini country in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, going to visit and experiencing different foods, different types of music, mm-hmm. different um, style of dress. Yeah. Um, things like that. I do think it has something to do with people not being exposed to different culture, because you. It, I think when we are just in our area, we only know what's like you think that's normal. Mm-hmm. And it may be, but then when you go to a different area, you fi- you find out what's normal to them and you figure out if that's something that you like too. And that, then that becomes normal. So we don't get to add to mm-hmm. our knowledge base to be able to even engage in a conversation about different things, yeah. which makes it difficult for people who are, I guess, kind of eclectic, you know, to be able to have decent conversation. Mm-hmm. But then, Dr. Wall, I I do want to ask you a question and I'm directing it to you because you you made the statement of you haven't been able to find the caliper of man. Now, you are also an introvert. (laughs) (laughs) I am. So you don't go anywhere. So how do those two things match? Like wanting to meet the caliper Mm -hmm. of man, but then don't venture out Mm -hmm. to go and meet somebody or be available to meet somebody you know so what I tend to do is I go in waves if I know that I'm in a really introverted place and I don't really want to be bothered with people that's not the time when I date gotcha because it's going to be (laughs) like pulling teeth and I'm not going to be at my best self I'm going to really be agitated Gotcha. what is going on and I don't ever want my stuff to become other people's stuff like I don't want to put my stuff on other people so like as right now I'm you know actively dating 
Um, I ain't went on no dates because ain't nobody asked me and I haven't Mm -hmm. found enough information on the people that I am like talking to Mm -hmm. to ask them out on a date because you know I'm not traditional in all ways I'm traditional in some ways but not in all so I will put myself out there I will go out there and y'all know most of my friends are either ambiverted or extroverted so they allow me to be balanced. So we go out to places. We try to frequent, you know, different restaurants or <laughs> y'all know church. Like, hey, there's an event. You want to go? Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not I'm not the true like or the stereotype of an introvert that's just sitting up in the house waiting on somebody to break in. And, knock on and, your door. You want the UPS man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's fine, that's a good job. You I know. know okay? Yeah, it is. They be making like twenty twenty five an hour if they do what they're supposed to. They get overtime. <laughs> they get benefits. Okay. I'm, I'm not one of them doctors that's like, oh, you got to be a doctor too. Actually, I think it's better if you're not a doctor so we're not conflicting with our too schedules. Too many chiefs. Yes. And not enough Indians. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or natives, natives, indigenous. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> well, that that's the saying, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So do you believe people value availability or scarcity? I would say I think women value scarcity. Men value availability. Mm. Mm. Expand and on that. Yes, I like that. Uh, so if, and we're talking, again, this is stereotypical. We're talking men and women so we're not getting into all the subtle intersectional nuance stuff um if we look at from an evolutionary standpoint men are you know they are designed to be able to procreate easily mm-hmm. so availability of multiple partners uh would be better for them you know to have i can go here i can go here i can have multiple again we're talking evolutionary standpoint as a woman, I can only have one child at a time mm-hmm. unless I have multiples, but still I'm only having one pregnancy at a time. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, it takes time to raise this child from a baby to them being independent. So I don't have the option to have a bunch of partners being able to take care of things. Yeah. So I need someone that has resources. I need someone that can uh, provide. Mm-hmm. So scarcity in being able to choose like, oh, you that went over there you work Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. um works for us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh now modern day it's not necessarily that stringent because we don't have we have much more flexibility and options and people do things differently Mm -hmm. but that lizard brain in us is is still there (laughs) yeah yeah i would say that men like both availability and scarcity and women like availability Okay, because they do like the, you know, ability to be able to choose Mm -hmm. here and there. Mm -hmm. But they also like the chase. Hmm. So if I'm not giving you the attention, that's scarcity. Oh, okay. Mm. So I think we're going with a different definition of scarcity. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And then for women, they because of kind of like what you were saying about, you know, they only can get pregnant one at a time or, you know, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. I want if I'm a single mom and no shade to single mothers, but they do want someone who can help take care of Mm -hmm. them and the children. So I'm going to take who's available. Not that they have to be desperate, not that they're settling, Mm -hmm. but some do Mm, because they want that help. I have worked with Mm -hmm. plenty of women that have 
chosen mm-hmm. just to have somebody in the house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and able to, to care for them. So I can see definitely why you would say that men and women both find availability and scarcity desirable, mm-hmm. you know, for different reasons. But that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dr. Wall? I think it goes back to something that I've said in previous sessions where when we have these two options of availability and scarcity, it's really still us choosing from the wound mm-hmm. of whatever you know, because mm-hmm. we don't know what the wound is versus the scar, because in reality, why would you ever choose just because something is available or why would you ever choose when you have a deficit? Mm-hmm. I do think with men, you know, it is a combination of, OK, this is available and it's always I'm trying to get the next best thing mm-hmm. versus yeah. really figuring out what you want. And I think with women, you know, they do choose from both of those as well, but for different reasons, because we still are very rooted in patriarchy and misogyny. All of us are. And so it's not until you realize, OK, well, that don't really work for me. Let me switch it up and let me find something that is more suitable. So as women, even though we have so many more options, so much more flexibility, mm-hmm. we're still choosing like we're property. And if I don't have yep. this, then I'm not this. And nobody can make you be anything better. You have to stand on your own feet in on both sides of that. Girl, the the. <laughs> <laughs> the tenseness that I just felt when you said we still <laughs> act like we property. I'm good. But it's true, <laughs> it though. Is, it if is. If you look at the climate of what's happening online, especially in the, you know, black diaspora, um, there's a lot of that mindset, a lot of battle between men and women on the idea of where we stand now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it bothers me to the core of my spirit (laughs) and I think partially it's because this is a element of what my dissertation was about Mm. about you know how black women see themselves in reflection to their historical self and what we've been through in the United States and it's just like fool I'm talking to us black women fool (laughs) (laughs) um like grow up Mm -hmm. you don't have to just be this right it's okay to desire love it's okay to want to be soft but what I'm finding more and more especially with the black women that I counsel is that the only place that they're able to be soft is with self and that's even sparingly it's not with friends it's not with Mm -hmm. you know people that they're dating because these have become unsafe places and that's not to disregard men because it's the same they're looking for that softness in multiple people yeah yeah it's hard for both men and women to get away from what we learn Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we learn those roles I mean we see it all the time in our clients that's why people come to therapy because of things that they (laughs) Mm -hmm. learn Mm -hmm. and we have to unlearn them yeah deconstruct (laughs) Mm -hmm. absolutely you know we deal with a lot of pain yeah you know we if we're speaking specifically about black culture, because that is a culture that we come from, um, you know, we are a culture full of pain. We do have celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that things are changing. I was thinking about what you were just saying about finding safety uh, amongst and being safe with self or gentle mm-hmm. with self. I've noticed that at least for the women that I work with, that they're starting to extend that out to yes. at least their friends. Yeah. Yes. 
I don't know if they fully gotten to a point where they're <laughs> ready to extend it to a partner. Yeah. But I have seen people challenging their friendships more mm-hmm. talking about how can I be uh, a better version of friend for you mm-hmm. supporting one another's ventures and mm-hmm. goals. Lots of women losing weight. Like mm-hmm. there's been, I think an extension towards an outside, but it's still this disconnect when it comes to relationships. Yeah. yeah, It's difficult to get away from that idea that because it's not really spoken out loud that we're mm. still property or we were property or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it's only been like 138, 68 years. It, <laughs> it's, it's which not, is not long. Which, right. It's, it's literally a generation. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. It's not that long yeah. or a generation and a half. Yeah. And so it's it's difficult to get away from that idea. So it is difficult because women tend to be the ones to come to therapy mm-hmm. and get in a better head space, in a better mental space, a, a better emotional state. Mm-hmm. And so now we begin to see, okay, no, I can have something better. I can have something different. I can have an emotional connection if someone else is emotionally intelligent as well. Mm-hmm. And so because we know that it makes it even more difficult to date. Because you know where you are. And if this person, you may like him, he may be fine as wine. (laughs) (laughs) But if he is not emotionally intelligent, it is going to be difficult to have a relationship with him. So then what do you do? Yeah, you move on, unfortunately. And that's difficult. It is like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he like the same but thing. But I, I, like. I believe I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry uh-huh. to cut you off that you move on. Uh huh. But, but most people don't do that. No. What they, they say, do, they settle. Yep. And say, oh, well, I like this. So then I'll just focus on this. They yeah. make excuses. It's the scarcity stay. and poverty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mixed in with the, the slave mentality. And the availability. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very complex. It's a lot. It really is. And I have gotten to a place in my life where I'm okay if at the end of this I have to be alone. Mm-hmm. It ain't what I want, but I'm okay with that because I don't want to settle. I want to have a life of happiness, even if we have arguments and fights and things like that, because that's natural. You're two different people. Of but I want to be able to argue with you and you're not going for no low blows and I got to go for got to hitch in your testicles now <laughs> like i don't want to do that because right. I, I don't i don't need our toxicity fighting each other i want our healthiness to fight each other because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that and i think in my experience i haven't met too many men that can handle the pureness of my love mm. and they really want to tarnish it or change it into something that it's not and I'm just way too sensitive for that. Like I'm too, I'm too much of an empath. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't be walking around on the verge of tears because my man don't understand me and he won't let me be me. Like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I could, I did that in my twenties. I, I can't do that in these late thirties, almost forties. I ain't going to be able to do it. Once you do the it things once. things that I would change. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing what I know now. Right. Yeah. Once you do it once. I would say two, three, or four times. <laughs> you start learning how to do yes. things different. Yes. You know, they say a hard head make a soft bind. Yeah. And it's not the struggle Olympics. I'm I'm not going back and forth with you. It's a whole song about it. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I can't do it. Oh. 
It's so much going on in the world right now, and we could all use some extra support. At Balanced Beacon, we offer counseling services for individuals, couples, families, and groups. If you're in Texas, give us a call at 214-396-6503 or visit our website at www.balancebeacon.com for more information. So how do you think people even get to get out of this headspace then? Like, cause y'all, everybody on the podcast knows that, you know, I've been married a long time, so I have not <laughs> dated Mm-mm. in, you know, for almost 14 years. Yeah, you've so. been dating the same joker. <laughs> over and over. The chocolate man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So, you know, I feel a little bit out of the loop on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I can only go by what my clients tell me, but how do you get out of that headspace of availability and scarcity and that poverty mindset of I may not have. So let me just, I think you like Dr. Wall was saying, you get to the point where you're comfortable in your singleness. That way you don't become desperate. Yeah to have someone or choose the first available person or the first person that says how beautiful you are or the Mm -hmm. first person that Mm -hmm. throws money at you or the first person who wants to take you out on a date. Mm -hmm. I think for me personally, and this is what I tell my clients, whether they be whatever gender, you know, uh, it goes back to that choosing from your scar because within that scar, you know, your boundaries, you know, uh, what the experience was, uh, you're being proactive. It's coming from a place of let me respond to this situation instead of let me react to it. And you have a assurance of who you are and what meets your needs and what fits with you. And I think we are not intentional with the way that we date. We're just kind of doing it blind. It's like, oh, what looks good? Mm. It's that highlight reel that we've talked about on so many sessions. And I don't want no highlight reel. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to like you when I want to smack you in your face. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, I want to be able to do both. We're complex. (laughs) And we're not talking about like last session, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, last month we we talked about the relationship, not the sexual side. Um, But I think that's something that will definitely help us because we, when we don't heal these wounds that we have, they bleed all mm-hmm. over each other. They get infected. You got the green pus pouring out. You got gangrene Ugh. at this point. You got to cut it off. You got to mm-hmm. cut it off. You got to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's where you have to start. And then you have to open yourself up to how are you going to date in this era that we're in? You know, a lot of people are opposed to online dating. I'm like, well, how are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. We in a pandemic. Yes, we in Texas and ain't nothing ever shut down here, but we're in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're working. If you're like us, you got 7,000 jobs. So it's <laughs> like you really have to be intentional and have some different thought processes about how you're going to meet people, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I was talking about with the ladies is understanding Am I in the correct location for me to thrive? And mm-hmm. that I think can, that's the bigger picture. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that could be, you know, do I need to go take vacations in these certain areas? You don't have to necessarily pick up everything and move. Like I'm not going to move to some far off location and I got 
all the business <laughs> business stuff I got going on here. Yeah. But that may mean, okay, I'm a water baby. So that may mean I need to make sure I go to a beach every once in a while. I may need to go to a lagoon, like mm-hmm. something where there's water, something where there's mountains. Like that is what feeds your soul, feeds my soul and gets me to thrive. And in that I'm refreshed. I can find what I need. And also right. you get to go to other locations and it might be some men's, <laughs> some men's there. That part. But I think that <laughs> goes back to a little bit of what we were saying earlier about experiencing culture. Yes. You know, once you can see outside of your, your kind of microcosm, you can understand the world in a different way and you start to move differently. Mm-hmm. Your expectations change your wants change needs change um you know it's goes back to a lot of things we've said before about doing that background work on yourself and like you said is this location the best place for me to thrive mm-hmm. um this makes me also think about when i first graduated from undergrad mm-hmm. i i moved to dfw because my uh, best friend at the time is from here mm. so I just knew she was moving here I knew it <laughs> I knew it so I moved here and she didn't mm. she moved to Houston okay um but by that time I was already working I was in grad school like you know my life mm-hmm. had, was already starting to be established here um and in hindsight I'm like I'm glad that I still made that decision mm-hmm. You know, because had I picked up and said, oh, well, okay, well, this doesn't work for me. So I'm going to go down there. I would have a completely different life than I do now. So being able to, even when in the moment, it seems like, oh, man, (laughs) this is okay. So this is not going to not going to be the way that I envisioned Uh the way that I thought it still turns out to be Mm -hmm. something that works in the end. Yeah. And I think based off of what. Dr. Jones Hines and I know of your personality at that time that was exactly what you needed mm-hmm. you needed to be able to figure out who Rashonda is and mm-hmm. not have to fully lean on anybody that you love because moving by yourself okay is a, a whole situation <laughs> oh yeah because like, I didn't know I knew zero yes I didn't know nobody actually I knew two people but <laughs> they were friends of somebody else mm. so they weren't my friends um but other than that like I didn't know nobody up here yeah and I had a not I had a similar situation but I relocated because of work I was trying to get away from the toxic location (laughs) (laughs) and I moved to Arizona I knew Arizona was not going to be my forever place because you know as I told people I, I moved to Arizona they was like do black people live in Arizona? <laughs> yes. And they do. However, you know, I knew I was going to have slim pickings um, for my taste. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was not going to be in Arizona forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I was not sure if I was going to come back to Dallas or to Texas, but I knew Arizona wasn't going to be my forever place. Yeah. And it, it but I came back to Texas because I felt like there was something here for me which obviously was Mm -hmm. so (laughs) (laughs) see look at that yeah Yeah. i mean if you look at it and track like how you got here you can see 
how things aligned and mm-hmm. how things just came to fruition. You know, you have to be aware of it, but you can see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, like I said, if I was to go back and have the knowledge that I have now, I might still change up some things mm-hmm. um, if I knew that it would still lead me to the same essential result. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think one of the important things kind of to bring it back to what we're talking about is patience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with self patience with the goal that you're trying to achieve, whether that goal is partnership, whether that goal is marriage, whether that goal is to even broaden that out, work Mm -hmm. prospects, that it's not going to be an overnight process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we're talking about dating and experiencing uh, a life with somebody, Mm -hmm. it is something that you got to take your time to do. Yeah. If you want to get it, quote unquote, right. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you guys. Um, have y'all heard of, it's not new phenomenon, phenomenon, but it is something that people are, you know, leaning on more and more, but it's called astrocartography. Have y'all heard anything about that? It's a little woo woo, you know, and I know everybody is not woo woo or spiritual or things of that nature, but has, is it something that y'all have heard about? Not that word specifically. I've heard <laughs> astro projection. <laughs> that's, that's a different level. That's a different yeah, level. But no, not that. Uh-uh. So astro cartography is really the study of energy in relation to the placement of the different planets around us and how we feel those energies based on our geographic location. So mm-hmm. it's like what areas of this world that we live on here uh, resonate with our spirit, with our souls. And so somebody who recently talked about this was will smith when he did his kind of i don't want to say biopic but essentially biopic of him losing the weight and writing his book he has always been someone that has been avid about i'm going to these locations to be better and Mm -hmm. so one of his locations i believe is miami he got a whole song about it and then his other one miami Miami. then i would say that drake has the same thing yes because he Mm -hmm. loves houston atlanta and vegas yes Mm. he does and i think will smith's other place is dubai Mm. and so go to dubai me too me too anybody want to sponsor the podcast to come out there let us know yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) i'll say that a little louder yes (laughs) (laughs) so it's Along those lines. So essentially it would be uh, what is called astro mapping, finding an ideal city, region, country that highlights the most amazing parts of yourself. It's like it sets your uh, your spirit on fire when you go to these locations. Mm-hmm. Y'all know I've traveled a lot. Well, you have to. I've traveled <laughs> a lot, but I want, I want, I'm trying to think of wherever I've gone. Ha- have I experienced that? Yeah. Mm, I know I do. And it's been a long time since I've been there, but I do love Germany. Mm, okay. Um, it's a little close to Russia right now, but you it know is, what you're it saying. It is, you know, <laughs> and they got their own history. Yes. Uh, but I do love that vibe. I love old things. Okay. So I love looking at old pictures. Like I love ancient type of stuff. Mm. And you just don't get that in the U.S. You're no, not going to get too right, young. I wish. Right. I mean, we've You're only been gonna... settled since the 14, right. 1500s, you know, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> so I love old stuff. I love okay. Rome. I love mm. Paris. You know, of course, these cities now have their, you know, they've been 
commercialized and it's not like it used to be, but I love old architecture, old, um, Mm -hmm. history, just learning about people, things like that. Mm -hmm. So if I had a place, it would definitely probably be various countries in Europe Mm -hmm. because they have a lot of that type of stuff. I was just going to see my, I've never been here. So I'm only thinking, assuming that my place would be England because I do like history and they have Mm -hmm. a lot of our history there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe some of the places that I have felt most energized is definitely places close to water which would make sense since mm-hmm. y'all know I did my whole ancestry and my maternal, 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 maternal side um, traces back to Equatorial Guinea mm. in Africa and the, the booby people um, on Bioko Island. So that makes a lot of sense that there would be some connection to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't been to Africa yet as the continent, but you know, one day I do want to go because I know there's rich history for all of us there. Unfortunately, you know, we just, don't have access to that quite yet but it actually experiencing that i would say when i went to uh iguazu in brazil uh the energy there is just is something else like the people the food the vibe uh it's a cross between you know the jungle because it is the jungle (laughs) and a city but it just the way you feel in that area. And I haven't been to Rio or any of those other places, but Iguazu was like on fire. So, you know, I can definitely see that this is not going to be my favorite place. I mean, of course I'm going to go die and go to heaven, but before I go to heaven, you know, uh-huh. I, it, I'm, I think the only reason why I'm still a part of this area yeah Mm -hmm. is because of my parents of course my business and my husband yeah well this will this will be home base it don't have to be where you stay i don't just gotta get it established well i get you (laughs) (laughs) i get you yeah i think um just kind of piggybacking on that that texas will always be my home base um you know, it's where my life started. It's where some of the most important things in my life have taken place. So I don't think I would ever not have something here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether that's I have a second home or my parents still live here, things like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind, you know, if things kind of stabilize themselves to where that became an option. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I would be down to go somewhere else. But I do think that I would always have something here. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah. I want to expand um the bases that I have. Like I, I definitely mm-hmm. want to have one here. I definitely want to have one in Franklin, Tennessee. Shout out to my Tennesseans, you know, and then also some hot spots, you yeah. know. So I I think as we expand uh with our businesses that we have jointly and separately, I think it's going to allow us to do that. And also go on some of these rides together, which is going to be very interesting and fun. Oh, for sure. To the interns, broaden your experiences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The more you can create variety for yourself, because I think that's different than availability. Mm-hmm. If you can create variety. So when you have more to choose from, you know, they're can be a point where it feels like too many choices but if you have done all of that back work for yourself 
in learning your needs, your wants, your desires, expectations, then that paralysis, you know, analysis paralysis (laughs) is not as strong. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts, ladies? No, I think that's it. Mm -mm. Okay. So y'all know we always uh, end off with a quote. (laughs) So this one is by Susan Mousehart. I apologize if I said her last name incorrectly. (laughs) Cities have personalities just as people do. And that finding the right place to live is akin to finding the right partner to live with. Must be this volume control. So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.